Now they've been uh, milling oats in the village or town of Kilmac Thomas for over 230 years. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be delighted to be joined by Mr. John Flavin, the Managing Director of Flavins. John, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, Bobby. Now, uh, the porridge business, John, uh, as you say, this is the, what, seventh generation? Uh, seventh generations, but I suppose you could go back even further if, if you want to, because there was a, a, a survey done in 1656 that showed that there were two mills in the village of Kilmac Thomas uh, back in those days. So that was just after Oliver Cromwell had passed through. He went through in the 3rd of December, 1649. Wow. And uh, the, this survey was done just after that. So there's a very long milling tradition in the area. When did the, uh, I suppose, the transition happen? I, and, and I know just the change in the business from being sort of a mill to being like a, a, a sort of a retail brand in, in terms of the brand was always there. But again, you know, even your, your, your new television ad, it's very slick. But this is an Irish business that's been in Kilmac Thomas for, as I say, over 230 years. The transition, um, John, when did that sort of, well, or was it always there? Uh, well, we, all, we were always milling, and as I say, it goes back to my great-great-great-grandfather. <coughs> but uh, it would have been, a, there would have been a lot of general milling, uh, so farmers would have been bringing in their grain and would have been ground for them. Like, there was a lot of small mills around the country, and even right. the small river we were on, the River Mahan, uh, at one stage had five mills on it, and it's only a short river going down about 10 miles. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, there would have been a lot of general milling, and, you know, every little, uh, every little brook and every little river around the country would have had mills on it. Mm. So, but it's like everything, it's been, uh, been a concentration and uh, we would have been in animal feed and all of that type of uh, farmer business up to the year 2000. And then right. uh, at that stage, then we've we, uh, focused completely on the, on the human side. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been a gradual thing. Uh, 1935 was actually the time when we put in the flaking plant. Right. My father and my uncle. And that was uh, why it was always quite, we called it the progress oat. This, this was such a progression from the old type pinhead oatmeal to the, 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 the flake as you know today. And were you always destined, John, to, to, to work in the family business? Was, there, was it just a, a, a given fact that it was, you went to DIT in Rap Mines, you... You studied accountancy or commerce, That's right, uh, yeah. um, but was the was the plan always that you were going to go back to the family business? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> there was two of us, myself and my brother, and we both, uh, Ned actually went out and uh, did uh, worked outside. I went straight back into the business. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I enjoyed it and was kept 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 me going and. Uh, I, I still enjoy it, which is the main thing. Yeah, and you've got, uh, how many of your own family are actually working in the business now? Uh, I have two in it at, at the moment, and, uh, you know, there are others maybe interested as well, so <laughs> we'll wait and see on that one. Okay. Now, I know I visited the plant some years ago, and I know you have a tremendous interest yourself in machinery, in engineering, in say the use of gravity and again that was the thing that struck me when I visited the mill that everything all the oats all fall naturally down through the various processes tell us a bit more about that uh, well that's what, what uh, I suppose a lot of 
people think that it's simple. I, I remember a group of farmers coming into the place and we did a tour with them. Uh, and uh, what they said after, they said they couldn't understand why we had to have so many machines. They said, yeah, we taught you it all. He'd throw it into an old machine and it came out as a packet of porridge oats. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you have all the separation and uh, shelling of the oats. And it's actually quite different. If you look at milling of oats, it's most like rice milling. Okay. You know, it's not like completely different from flour milling because flour milling, you're breaking down the grain at all times. In, in, um, in oat milling, what you're trying to do is you're trying to keep it intact at all times so that you can make a flake out of it because yeah, you can't so, make a flake out of flour. So when you talk about rolled oats, it's actually an oat that's rolled between two rollers Two, two to big squish rollers it. just squash it and... Yeah. That, Right, okay. As, uh, as I say, as you know yourself, there's, every a day here. <laughs> there's a lot in it. Tell me about the Irishness of the brand. And again, if, if you ask anybody to name five uh, quintessential Irish brands, uh, Flavins will be in there. Yeah, well, I, I would hope they'd be putting us in there anyway. But uh, there is about uh, two million bowls of porridge uh, eaten every week in Ireland. Uh, 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 most, yeah, of our product. So it's, uh, it's and, and then we're going uh, externally as well. So we're uh, going into, uh, uh, we've got 25% of our business is now export. And we're going into the UK, uh, would be our biggest market. Um, South Korea is probably our second biggest market. No way, stage. is it? Yeah. What are your own thoughts, John, as somebody who's, uh, as you say, if 25% of your exports are going into the UK, what, where is your head at on Brexit? Uh, I don't... I, you don't uh, know? I absolutely yeah. don't know. And, you know, the, the British don't appear to know either. It's uh, completely up in the air. Uh, but all you can, you know, and, you know, you can talk about making preparations for it, but how can you prepare for something yeah. that you don't know anything about? You know, you don't know what, what are you preparing for? Yeah. You know, are you preparing for a hard Brexit or a soft Brexit? You could talk about buying a business in the UK and then you could find if there's a soft uh, Brexit that it was all for nothing. Yeah. So it's, uh, so wait and see. And just, I think it's wait and, and see. And tell me about how did you develop that market, say, in South Korea? How did that come about? Uh, the South Korea one was uh, quite interesting because it started out, uh, you know, you'll sometimes find that, uh, like we're dealing, I think, in about 16, 17 different countries at the moment, and some of them would be very small, and, uh, you know, they might start and they'd get samples and then you'd send them over and then they'd maybe take a pallet lot and uh, then they'd uh, take a bit more. And this one actually probably took us, uh, surprised us a bit because they just kept taking more and more until it, uh, until they're now taking um, a few container loads a year. Happy days. Um, John Flavin, Managing Director of Flavins, a true legend, I think, in Irish business, uh, an ambassador for Kilmac Thomas, an ambassador for Waterford. Thanks for joining us. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Linked Finance, Ireland's leading peer-to-peer -peer lending company. Business lending for a digital age at linkedfinance.com. 
Now, you're most welcome back. I'm delighted now to be joined by a man who, despite his Welsh roots, has truly fallen in love with County Waterford. He's going to be singing us out with a song that is a true celebration of the county and the people who live here. He's also joined by his lovely wife, the wonderful Roisin Clancy, who's going to uh, maybe give us a few words of poetry as well. But So, firstly, I'd like to welcome you both to the show and thank, thank you for joining thank you, us. at uh, Ryland uh, TV, it, it, it's an interesting name, a Welsh name. How did God's name did you end up in Dungarvan? It's a uh, river right in out. it's a river in West Wales, actually. <laughs> right. That they named after me. No, it was the <laughs> other way around. Uh, in the county of Ceredigion, which oh, is wow. probably our neighbouring county here. So, how did you find yourself here? I think it was no uh, back in 1996 that I met Roshin. I was doing a play in the Dublin Theatre Festival, and the rest is history. Came right. to Ring, fell in love with Ring. Yeah, as you know, it's an amazing place. Not only. The, uh, the vista from Ring, the Cumbra Mountains and the bay, but also the people and the culture. It's great crack here. So, Roisin, when you introduced uh, this Welsh lad out to the borough of Ring outside and, and uh, you brought him to the local pub, what did they make of him? Oh, they loved him. Did they, yeah? <laughs> In fact, getting him out of the pub was the problem. <laughs> they loved him a bit too much. Now, your own musical heritage is, is, is strong. Uh, your, your father, your uncles. That's right. Tell yeah. us a little bit about, about, about you and your ancestry. Right, well, my father was Bobby Clancy of the Clancy Brothers. And uh, he, he came around this area, I, I don't know exactly when, I think it was the 1950s sometime. He was a great collector of songs and stories. So he'd go all over the country collecting songs and stories. And at some point along the way, he ended up in Ring right. and absolutely loved the place. And then he brought Liam down there with him. And uh, so they, they settled th there, actually. They were originally Carrick and Shore, is that right? Originally Carrick yeah. and Shore. My father went back to Carrick and Shore. We spent all our summers here as kids, which was fantastic, yeah. with all the other Clancy cousins, Tom Clancy and Paddy Clancy and Leams. And yeah, yeah. So we'd all hang out together as kids. Uh, but in actual fact, it was, for us as kids, was the songs very much, but also the stories and the poetry and all of that that was very kind of inspirational to us. And uh, we ended up actually writing a show and it was very much inspired by the stories that, that the Clancy's would tell because Fantastic. I think a lot of people forget that they were known for, for the literature and, and storytelling side almost in as much as the music. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so the show is called Waters Wide and I might let Ryland tell you a little something about it. Yeah, actually Ryland, yeah. Actually three years ago we uh, decided, uh, our friend and colleague, music colleague Evan Grace said, should we develop this thing we were doing? We were doing a lot of poetry with our in our concerts. So we decided to create a show which is about home. It's called Waters Wide, but it combines music, song and dance, but also the oral tradition, the poems, the stories, not only of Ireland, but of Wales and also Scotland. And I think it's the first time anything like this has been done. We've been talking to people like the city of Kilkenny, for instance. Oh, up Kilkenny. I, I just thought I'd put that in there. <laughs> Although I'm a decent man myself. At least I have one friend in the room. <laughs> now, you're going you're gonna to play us out and, and Roisin's going to give us a little bit of poetry. But just before you do, just hang there for two seconds because I want to say thanks and goodbye. Firstly, I want to thank Marie and everybody here at the Moorings for a wonderful spread. <laughs> looking after us so well. The food... <clears throat> Dermot as well, thank you very much for it. We really appreciate it. A big thanks to producer John Fardy. Local man, Patter Brunach, who's with us as well. Shifro Donovan is with us. Also, Paul Buckland there on sound. Uh, Marianne back in sound and John up in, back in Dublin. Uh, really, really thanks very much to you all. I really appreciate it. I'm back tomorrow morning 
with Bobby's Late Breakfast. We've got BP Fallon. That's going to be good. Uh, Lily Higgins, loads more. Uh, Future Proof is up next with Jonathan Healy. But now, Ryland TV is going to play us out, accompanied by the wonderful poetry of Roisin Clancy. Thank you. Sometimes a young man Sometimes an old man Sometimes I'm both inside a day The breeze consoles me The sea reminds me Of all the worlds that came my way The day should day is long and easy The cumbrous skies are darkening blue as we raise the parting glasses I know that I'm home again with you The ship was waiting My brother's calling My youth was burning like the sun The shore was ebbing Towards my leaving Just like a chapter said and done The day should day is long and easy The cumbrous skies are darkening As we raise the parting glasses I know that I'm home again With you The clouds are drifting The sky is clearing I hear an echo of a song A lassie going A rover roving A John a dreaming all night long Come on The day should day is long and easy The cumbrous skies are darkening blue as we raise the parting glasses I know that I'm home again With you The life that I have is all that I have And the life that I have is yours The love that I have of the life that I have Is yours and yours the rest I shall have, the sleep I shall have, though death will be but a pause, for the peace of my years in the long green grass will be yours and yours and yours. The day to day is long and easy, the cumbrous skies are darkening blue. As we raise the parting glasses I 
know that I'm home again with you. What of me, the Magwin? Talk about it, thank you.